Good morning, beautiful people. It is the Mindful Wizard. I hope this message gets to you well and inspires the masses. This morning, it's now Monday, about almost 8 o'clock in the morning. Remember, I drop podcasts every Sunday, so I just dropped yesterday's session. Just a radio check. The first real episode, so check that out. Spread some love if you haven't. For that week, I talked about my upcoming days, what I was doing, about my credit card, about my bank statement, about the difficulties of trying to start the business, overall inspiration, and then I wrapped it up with a little bit of rain. So make sure you get past the rain, make sure you listen to that episode if you haven't already, make sure you spread that good vibe, and just make sure you keep you know, pushing the agenda to those of you that have already heard it. I want to just humbly thank you, and uh, sincerely, I appreciate you for everything. All right, but back to week two. Session two, this is the first segment of week two and uh, the second real episode. So today I want to introduce this topic of prioritizing and making sure that you prioritize your life in order to get what you need to get done. So the question that was brought up today was, how do you prioritize your life and continue to still be successful keeping your friends close? And um, to answer that, I'm always going to go with goals first because real friends would recognize that you are in the pursuit of something bigger. So not to say that you're better than your friends and that you're bigger than your friends and that goals come first, but at the same time, friends need to understand that the older we get, the more responsibility usually we'll have. So why wouldn't we be pushing for our greatest, you know, outcome in our lives? So that's not to say, you know, don't spend time with your friends, but also prioritize because what's the point of chasing friendship and then not moving forward? you know, professionally. So real friends want their friends to grow. And as I grow and as we grow professionally, we can also offer our friends more opportunity. So it is a win-win. And I'm all, you know, I'm always chasing mutual abundance and opportunities that help everybody. So the higher you get up in the professional and the academic world, the, the more you can pull your people up too. So what I would say is don't spend time you know, trying to live for your friends, but then forgetting to live for yourself. Always prioritize, always take care of what's important first. Write, writing it down and making a list is beneficial to certain people. Like, I'm, I'm not really a visual dude. I'm more mental. I like to see things. When my day gets crazy, then I have to write it down. But for the most part, I like to live inside my brain. Other people like to prioritize. When you come to my life coaching sessions, I also have a piece on time management, which is huge. And um, my main thing is that a lot of us live in this ego-based world, and we're fearful that we're going to lose the people around us just because we're pursuing goals. And it shouldn't be that way. But what I have realized is that you will lose some of the people that were never, you know, supporting you in the first place. There's, you know, there's real support, and then there's superficial support. So if you're one of those that have superficial support around you you would want that to fall off naturally you want that to fall off organically because you don't want people that are not going to support you you want people that are going to actually work with the real you and build you up so i'll speak on something personal when i was getting my other masters i was terrified that i was going to lose my girlfriend because it's like i love her right and and the universe was teaching me like yo those around those will be around that are meant to be around And not only did I not lose her, we actually got stronger in the process because, you know, she stuck around and and I, 
was trying to be as flexible as possible, but I understood that she she cared about my growth more, not not than more than herself and more than us, but enough to sustain what we were doing. And that's real love, you know what I mean? Like there was times where I would look back and I'm writing like a really long paper and my girl would be falling asleep on the couch and I'm like, yo, you know you could be in your apartment chilling, you don't need to be here. And she's like, I wanna be here. So those are the kind of people you want around. You know, if you have friends and they're like, yo, you don't show up as much or, or you don't hang out as much. You know, if, you, if you're actually building, they need to understand that. And, um, you know, Drake says it all the time. Like, he's like, I'm out making music. Sound like I'm out making the music that y'all party to. So if Drake is out there with us in the party, how the fuck is he making the music? You got to understand that. So you got to make a choice. Are you going to be the one making the music? Or are you going to be the one in the club celebrating with everybody else? And that's just a choice, you know what I mean? But remember, not a lot of people get to the top. So then you can stay amongst your friends forever or you can grind for the top and then bring your people up. So that's just a choice and that's up to you. So I'll leave you with that for this Monday morning's clip. I'll come check in soon. Got a big week coming, so I'm really excited about that. I'll just drop a quick teaser. On Tuesday, I'm going to be at Adams Street School. I'm going to teach mindfulness. It's going to be a lot of fun. They got a game on the 29th. So I wish them the best. Yeah, anytime. I wish them the best of luck, and I wish that they, um, you know, they win. Hopefully, mindfulness puts them over the edge. I feel bad for the other team because they weren't trained by the mindful wizard, and that's that. So tomorrow will be a big game. Excuse me. The tw- uh, Wednesday, the 29th, is a big game. The 28th is like a little activity that I'll do about mindfulness, and I'll fill you in on how that goes. And then I'm really excited because Thursday. This upcoming Thursday, the 30th, I have a career fair, which I've never been invited to. So I'm definitely not going to speak about my full time unless it's brought up. But I really want to speak about the mindfulness of what I'm doing there. So I'll keep you guys posted. Definitely tune in. Thanks for tuning in. Season two, uh, excuse me, episode two, season, I guess we could say two, maybe two and a half. All right, guys, I'm around Mindful Wizard on Instagram. Make sure you share the link. Make sure you uh, donate if you Find it in your heart. And God is good, yo. Thanks for listening. Later. Good morning, beautiful people. This is the Mindful Wizard on Tuesday. I was asked to talk about this topic, so I will pray that you can stomach the conversation. It won't be an easy one, but it should be addressed. So we'll start with Kobe. Um, Obviously, his death impacted a lot of people. We're still feeling the ripple effects of that trauma, and we will continue to. But on a positive note, he left behind the message of motivation and to forever grind and do your best, be your best version of yourself as much as possible. So mindfully, he dropped some gems. And now instead of missing him, what we can do is live for him and through him and for the people that were inspired by Kobe. So I'll leave it at that. But a young lady reached out to me this morning and wanted me to speak on death and why it's so difficult for us to process. And it got me thinking that... um, You know, mind you, I was going to do this in a video form, but it was a lot of information to put out there, and it was even difficult for me to format. So I think a podcast a little bit more free-flowing will help me answer this question philosophically. But back to the question, she wanted to know why we struggle with death, and that the easiest uh, route, the easiest way to answer that is to say that we still fear our own mortality, and we live in denial. So every time, you know, we're shocked by a sudden death it it humbles us for a few minutes and you know i was out on sunday when that happened minding my own business 
And I swear to you, that shit could be felt, you know? Like, even the dude that was making a, a burger for me was in shock. And I'm like, I'm looking at him and he's looking at me. And I'm like, yo, I can't believe this shit happened. Like, a dude that we all grew up with. You know, I'm old, man. I'm 30 now. So, Kobe was like my Mike, you know, my Jordan. So, to see that, it's just sad, you know? But it also teaches us, on the flip side, the beauty of life, you know? Difficulties never last. And everything is transient, you feel me? It's uh, fleeting, so enjoy the moment while you can. So, you know, I'll go back to what I was saying. I don't think people understand immortality. And we all live in fear, and we still continue to live in fear. In the book, The Mastery of Self, and or The Four Agreements, I'm not sure which one at this point, but in one of those books, you know, the author mentions that the last initiation is death. And you have to be willing to accept your own death so that you can live freely. If you don't accept your own death, you're forever in fear and denial. And I think that's why it's difficult for us to accept anyone's death that's close because we don't want to accept it. And acceptance is a superpower, like it or not. And it's difficult, I get it, because there's so many good memories. And, you know, we only appreciate shit, unfortunately, when we're looking back. And that's why I keep telling people, like, mindfulness is life-changing because... You appreciate experiences while they're happening, not in retrospect, looking back like, oh, I wish I loved this person or I wish I said this or or I wish I said that. And this is a perfect opportunity to segue into the four agreements, because one of them is, you know, be impeccable with your word, which means, you know, just be authentic, speak what you feel. That way you don't have to worry about taking things back or recanting messages or or damn, I miss you. Or you don't have to say that because you live it and every day you live it. So I would say to continue to live his message. What's up, big man? I would say that continue to live his message. Uh, that's a, a great way to mourn. Definitely feel what you feel. Don't deny it because we've been taught that we can't have emotions and that's bullshit. When I say we, I speak for men. But, um, you know, I was having this conversation with my barbers yesterday that men are allowed to be tough, but we're not allowed to show emotion. And I don't give a fuck what you guys say. If someone I care about is gone, I'm going to mourn and I'm going to feel that and process that. So to wrap it up, because I got to get back to work for now, you know, until this becomes the full time speaking into existence, baby. Throw a little positivity in there too. stay strong. Love the people around you. You know, what's up, big man? Spread love when you can. Recognize what blessings you have in front of you. Um, And you know what? Fuck work. I'll say one more thing, because I think this is interesting. When I went to a death I went to a funeral a few years ago. What's up, big man? Good morning. Sorry, guys. I'm just on my block, so the block of work. So I'm going to be saying hi to a lot of people. But on another note, I went to a funeral. And I used to go to church often. So when I get to the funeral, though, this was I was around 18 when I knew the woman and when I would go to church. And then I was probably closer to about 28 when I went to the funeral. So 10 years has passed. And the pastor says a very powerful message. He says, you know, death is brutal and it takes away but at the same time, it adds things to us. For example, these young men sitting in the front row haven't been to this church now for about 10 years. And look where we were reunited. So don't sleep on the healing power of death. And I was like, I was struck by that. And that was 10 years ago. So I still think about that and I'll share that with you in your time of mourning. I hope that, you know, you find joy in life and appreciate the moment while it lasts because now that we all know it is transient and it's gone you know so enjoy it while you can and on a positive note even the difficulties are transient they won't stay there forever so embrace them get through them 
And to refer back to my previous podcast, Get Through the Rain, I love you all. I appreciate y'all listening. I hope that was helpful. And if you want to explore more thoughts on death, always reach out. I've recognized mine. I hope you've recognized yours. And and that leads you to follow your real dreams. Don't be stuck uh, trying to impress people around you because it doesn't exist. Remember that. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. Mindful Wizards out. Have a blessed day. What's good, beautiful people? Good afternoon. This is the Mindful Wizard checking in. Uh, What I wanted to discuss for this segment is suicide. And I know that's a crazy topic. And for the most part, most people don't want to talk about this, but I think it's needed. And I think it connects with what I said on the previous uh, two segments. So as I'm building this page, I'm getting more and more exposure. I'm talking to more people. It's a beautiful thing. I'm also networking. But as I network, I also listen to And I also speak to different people all across different domains and I get a lot of information about them. So one man reached out to me to tell me a little bit of his story and it ties directly into purpose because, you know what, better yet, I'll let the story tell it to you. So long story short, this man is addicted to heroin, a good dude, but you know, whatever, we all make mistakes, no judgment cast upon thee. And he, he got into, you know, heroin and it became an addiction that he couldn't beat. One day, unfortunately, he overdoses, but check this one out. He's supposed to die, right, because his heart stops. But what keeps him alive is the fact that he falls on a furnace, and there's a lot of adrenaline running through him. And because that pain of him falling on a furnace keeps him up, it gives his heart just that much fight. So a normal person or, you know, someone that's going through that level of pain, they usually die. But this dude has such a strong purpose that he was kept alive for that long. And that leads to purpose. What's your mission? What motivates you? What wakes you up every morning? If it's just money, I'm telling you, you're gonna be very unhappy because there's not enough for that to keep you alive. It's not enough for that to keep you happy. You can have all the money in the world, but when shit hits the fan, shit hits the fan. So the reason I'm telling you is because I want you to enjoy every day of your life and you might not ever find your purpose. And if your purpose is to be happy, then let that rock, but do that to your best ability, you know what I mean? The reason I speak on this so powerfully because this testimony to me, you know, it really hit me hard and it's like, damn, my dude, you got so much potential, you know, and we all do. So I'm glad that you're kept alive. I hope you're listening to this and I hope that this message inspires people um, to find their passions, you know what I mean? And if you feel like hurting yourself, I don't blame you because life gets hard, but seek help, find professionals that can guide you through this time find spiritual gurus and when I wasn't feeling like myself and I was destroying myself through poor decisions and hanging out with the wrong people because it all comes down to self-love I didn't love myself enough so now that I love myself I can see the toxic behaviors that I you know that I played into and that I allowed to happen in my life and I want you guys to be able to see that from a higher vantage point you know separate yourself for a second and look at yourself from your highest level you know the level of love and what can I do to become more like love and ask yourself these questions and eventually you'll get to the root real 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 deep inside and you'll find out what triggers you and what motivates you and what takes you to those levels and if you ever want to find your passion step number one is love yourself and it sounds simple but it's not truly love yourself not the self that you give off on social media the self that when you're alone in your crib is the only person you got to deal with and Drugs and alcohol and sex and women and money and all that will never silence your thoughts, right? We're all chasing that feeling of numb, but why don't you chase happiness, real happiness, 
which isn't contingent upon expectations. And when you get to that level, you'll really, you know, love yourself and then you'll make decisions that heal. And back to purpose, once you love yourself, it's easier to give yourself what you need. And it's easier to attract it because the law of attraction works with you, not against you. All right. I hope y'all enjoy that message. I hope that inspired some of you. If either, excuse me, if either of you feel like you want to hurt yourself at any time, don't hesitate to reach out to the Mindful Wizard. I am a supportive ear. At the same time, I am not a clinician, so I will probably refer you to someone that has a specialty in suicide and suicidal ideation. I still respect you. I don't think you're weak. I think if anything, you've gone through a difficult journey and you didn't have the coping mechanisms available, but now they're available. So make sure you use them. Um, I hope this message inspires you to do something great. And if this message touched you and influenced you in any way, please tag me. Uh, you know, please reach out. Please DM your friends and, and let's spread this message. You're a mindful wizard all day, every day. I love you all. Stay blessed. Mindful Nation is growing. Stay tuned. And I'll hit you up soon after our next segment. On a positive note, before I go, tomorrow I will be speaking in a school of children. So you know I'm going to go in there guns blazing. And I'm trying to get these kids to drop out of college before they even go to college. You know what I mean? Spend your money and spend your time following your passions. I'm joking, though. They're not going to not go to college. But, you know, hopefully they don't. But we'll see. Let's see what happens, yo. Go to college. Make your money. Learn about yourself. Follow your damn passions and believe in yourself. The Mindful Wizard's out. Have a blessed day. What's up, everybody? It's the Mindful Wizard. Uh, happy Thursday. It's the afternoon. In New York, it's around 4.30, roughly. Uh, if you hear that music in the background, good. That was my plan. Um, it's supposed to release serotonin, and it's supposed to increase happiness, supposedly. So hopefully it works, and if it doesn't, well, it's just really pretty music anyway. That being said, I want to speak on opportunities and not being focused on the money. Let me explain. So today's Thursday. I was supposed to be at work, but my supervisor granted me an opportunity. I'm very grateful that he allows me to do my side business, which is Mindful Wizard, and continue to keep a job. I am very fortunate and very blessed for that. Most jobs might try to dub you if they see you making you know, too many moves. So that's one of the freedoms of being a teacher. You can kind of you know, change your life around or, or adapt your life to your free time. We do get a lot of free time, so it is a blessing. So if you're out here looking for a career, I suggest you take the teacher route, especially if you love a subject. If you don't love the subject, then don't. And you have to like kids because they're aggressive. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. Um, all right, so Mindful Wizard, good things are happening. So I don't know if you follow me on Instagram. Hopefully you do. Uh, I think you should at this point. It's Mindful Wizard on Instagram, simply put. The reason I'm telling you is because I want you guys to see, visually see what I'm doing. Sometimes you can hear me audibly, right? But I need you to see uh, the seeds that I'm planting so that we can finally see the big tree eventually. But um, back to not being focused about the money. So I go to this amazing presentation, first time ever. Um, a little bit about me. I would love to be a motivational speaker. Like that's the goal. That is the dream. And if I can get paid to speak to people, which is already happening at a small scale. So I see what God is preparing me for or whatever you want to believe in. But to get paid at the big scale to inspire people is just a dream dream. It's freedom. Um, I could kind of see myself already on a plane with my girlfriend 
going to different countries and different states and just speaking having that paid in the hotel and just like being treated well and at the same time giving people more than i'm getting so at the same time i love giving back and then let me explain how that works out so if we're so focused on money though the problem is that creates the lack of money because you're actually putting this consciousness out that you don't have enough so these days i've been kind of like like that movie yes man any opportunity that pops up that movie with jim carrey um yes man any opportunity that pops up i go and I, and if it's a good one and i feel like it's a good one i go and i'm not worried about what can possibly happen you know i don't want to get fired but if that's the path that the universe wants to send me in then that's what it is but hopefully my supervisor's listening to this and uh doesn't feel like firing me yet but that's neither here nor there so i go to the opportunity today and i was supposed to speak to a group of young men and women at the um elementary level i thought it was just going to be like one class dudes my people my beautiful people i walk in and there's like a hundred people in the auditorium and i'm like what but it's funny because i've been visualizing this dream for a while and i've been manifesting it in my life i've been thinking about you know actually not even thinking creating the reality that i will one day speak in front of millions so what this thing i do is i manifest it and i actually feel as if i'm already on stage and i can hear people screaming my name and saying steven rivera the mindful wizard featuring whatever and i come out and i can actually feel that already like my mother's in the front row and i sometimes get brought to tears because i believe it that much so then let's go back in time to the present moment i was introduced by my partner and it was just amazing that um, he gave me that opportunity. My business partner, not my relationship partner. Let me specify. So one of my business partners, shout out to Desmond Turner. He is a coach and he's the one that granted me the opportunity to speak at the school. So as I'm walking into the school, there's hundreds of people lined up and it's um, not lined up, but sitting down and it's, it's intimidating. But at the same time, preparation is mastery. So I sit there and I already believe that I'm going to be successful. So when the opportunity to be successful happens, I don't freak out. But listen to the power. Listen to the the, not my power but the power of connections and the power of the universe so i don't i don't ask for money right because it's a good thing to do i go out to the schools it's only what 15 20 minutes of speaking anyway so i don't want to charge a school that's not right um but we'll see so whatever so i don't charge i go out there i do my session um it's 15 minutes the kids love it we talk about entrepreneurship and following dreams and freedom and i think i really inspired some youth which is beautiful and they also inspired me with their questions and their just innocence. It's just, it's, it's cute to see. I love little kids. But that being said, I don't charge. Um, the administrator of the building walks me to another room and says, I would like you to speak to this class as well. So now we're in the kindergarten class and they love meditation. So I'm like, you know what? I'm ready. Like, I got my phone on me. What else do I need? Let's just do it. So I end up meditating with the kids and that looked really cool. But I didn't think about money. I mind my own business. I'm like, eh, hey, whatever. It was it was fun. Now, now, you know, on to the next adventure. All right. Right before I leave, though, this is the kicker. So if you're still listening, God bless you, yo. So then um, I put my coat away because I was nervous, obviously. Right? I had to put my coat down. And as I come back to pick up my coat, there's a random woman that stops me. She's never seen me. She's never spoken to me. But she goes, I want to offer you a job. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, I want to offer you a job. I've, I've seen what you do. Um, I listen to you. And now I see that I think our, you know, our students would really benefit from your services. So I'm like, all right, tell me more. I'm interested. So, you know, let's put this in perspective. I go out there with no intentions um, to intentionally make money. Like, obviously, we all like making money, but I didn't go out there with that pursuit. I just went out there like, all right, let's, let's just give out some love. So I get there, you know, the session wraps up and the lady's saying she runs a clinic 
and a you know tutoring service and she sees that her kids are getting more and more progressively stressed so she wants to involve someone like me full-time uh you know weekly at first but then eventually full-time to just help her clients and help the students as they tutor and as they learn and as they increase in academics. And it's basically what I've been saying to everybody that listens. As you increase in horizontal growth, academics, or, or whatever you're pursuing, you need to increase in spiritual health. Because if you don't, it is a crazy imbalance and the body cannot handle it. And it's already happening to our youth because we're super exposed to stimuli these days. Music, women, phones ringing it's just constant so i put frequencies that calm me down because i need to slow down that subconscious and we all do so just to wrap it up the lady offers me an opportunity so now every two fridays thank god i'm gonna have a paid session where i'm running you know meditation services and mindfulness consultation for the youth so it's a win-win uh the kids will become more relaxed in a period of six weeks because that's how long we uh scheduled and uh, I'll be making some money off of that. So Mindful Wizard is technically a business. I'm very excited about that and continue to support the dream. I want to do more bigger things. I want to continue to reach out. I'm already manifesting my dreams in 2022. I want to see California. I think I need to speak at California and let's let's plant seeds early. So if you guys have any opportunities, paid or unpaid, do not hesitate to reach out. I love you all. Please continue to listen to the next sessions. And um Life is good. I appreciate y'all. I really do. Stay beautiful, okay? What's up, beautiful people? Happy Friday. If you're listening to this on Sunday, just know that today is Friday. So, I was not struggling, but also not focused on what I was going to present today. But like always, the universe responds. So, one of my mentors spoke to me about how difficult it is to stay on the path. So I got to thinking and I'm like, yes, it is the path of what the path of righteousness. So let me explain where I'm going with this one. So if you open yourself up right to energies, meaning that you want to flow with the universe and what it gives you, you might ask for a blessing and you'll get it if you work hard. But at that same hand on the same hand or the other hand, whatever you want to use as an expression, the universe will also make it tempting. So let's say you want true love. For example, so the universe will give you an opportunity to love yourself. Then it will promote you and give you someone that fully loves you. But at the same time, they'll bring temptation in front of your face. So you'll ask for the love, you'll get the love. But in response to that, you'll also get somebody that you're very attracted to that might try to tempt you. And that's just one example of how the path gets blurred. So if you are not strong in what you want to do and disciplined in what you're thinking, you will possibly lose so you need to keep your eyes open on the prize whatever that may be so for example let's say the prize is to become a principal the universe might try to trick you on purpose to see where your clarity is at by offering you a job that makes more money but it's something that you don't want to do so keep that in mind because i'll reference the matrix in the first scene excuse me not the first scene but in the first movie of the matrix morpheus the god of dreams is walking neo through a simulation and a beautiful woman in a red dress distracts him when he looks back there's a gun in his face and he says Morph- uh neo were you looking at me or the woman in the red dress and neo's like uh, uh uh and when he turns around the woman in the red dress is actually an agent used by the matrix to hurt him and to distract and he puts a gun to his face and it's all a test to show him that he needs to remain on point and that's the message that i give you 
So whenever you're chasing a dream, regardless of what it is, I'm telling you, obstacles will pop up in the form of temptation and whatever's going to lure you in. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. I used to struggle, and I, I think I still do, with gambling. It's something that I enjoy. It's fun. I love money, so it's a constant. So that being said, though, give me a second. My students are calling me. I'm, I feel famous. But, um, sorry, that one threw me off. So, yeah, they'll send you something to distract you, and you need to keep yourself on point so that you're not distracted by things. Let your... Discipline guides you and let the universe bless you. I'll come back in in a little bit. Much love, everybody. Be safe. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Super Bowl Sunday. I have the honor of being here with the big brosif. Before I allow him to introduce himself and to kind of give you an idea of what he's about, we just uh, joined forces and realized that we are so disciplined in what we're doing that the day of Super Bowl, instead of preparing and getting beers, we're here making moves. So, Jose, jump right in whenever you're ready, pa. What's going on, everybody? This is Big Brosif coming to you live with the Mindful Wizard. You heard? God bless. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's kind of interesting that you start that way because when we kind of started talking about meeting up, it just happened to be Super Bowl Sunday, and you ended up, you know, telling me what well, well, we were, you know, communicating. You were like, oh, yeah, something about Super Bowl. And I was like, oh, shit, you know. I was like, damn, it's Super Bowl Sunday? I forgot. Like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And then as I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, because I'm a sports guy, and I lived for the sports when I was growing up. And then I was just thinking, like, who's playing? I didn't even know. And then it's funny because this morning, I still didn't know. And then I was, like, you know, thinking throughout the week, like, when am I going to find out? So this morning, I go and I, I'm i looking through, you know, through Instagram. By the way, follow me the, at at the Big Brosif. Um, and then, you know, somebody had it on the story. So I, I know it's the 49ers and somebody else. I still don't know. Cool. All right, so we'll segue right into discipline because when you're in your flow, you don't care about what everybody else is doing. And it's not that you're better than anybody, but you're so focused on your mission, on your agenda, that nothing else really seems to matter. It becomes like a ray of light that continues to push you. And I'll segue into Jose. He's a great dude, motivational speaker. You better follow his page. We both started this around the same time and we're both doing pretty good. So something is working. Um, He's an amazing dude. He's a phys ed teacher. He's about to get his license in administration. We reconnected at uh, Brooklyn College. So shout out to Brooklyn College for the opportunity. Um, I was very anxious going into that program. And when I saw Jose, I almost cried. I was so happy because I'm like, all right, we got somebody familiar that will help me over the loop and over the hump and we just help each other and we grew. So if you haven't watched Mindful Nation interview one, I believe you were the one that was the first interview. I think it was the second. Second? All right, so he was my second no, interview. You, yeah, the dude you had, uh, the truck driver. That All right. His own truck business. Oh yeah, that was my cousin. That was Mindful Nation interview one. Yeah, All right, so he. Have been two. Yeah, so you were the second one. To, and then after that, we just both kind of started and, and, and just drove with it, right? Yeah, man. God bless. All right, so Jose, my question to you is, how does discipline keep you focused on what you're trying to do? It's a difficult question. It is very difficult. And the thing is, you don't focus on discipline. You focus on the goal, on the objective. Uh-huh. So whatever it is that you're trying to focus on, you know, driving your attention to that and push it. But 
it's like it's so complex. Like you can't just say discipline alone because it's your behavior, your attitude, who's around you. It's just so many things that are involved, not just discipline, because you can have discipline and still get nowhere. So you still need your skills. You still need the ambitious. You got to be willing to hustle. Um, But discipline comes big into play once you're in that flow, like you said. So getting started, doing, getting things done, and discipline. Like, um, you know, everybody, you know, people have told me, oh, you're very disciplined, especially when I was in the military. Like, you, they say you got to have discipline in the military. Um, I was just me. So being me, discipline ended up being the byproduct of me just being in that environment and, you know, it is difficult to handle, but my success had to have discipline or else it would have failed. So I'm going to jump in because I love what he said about byproduct. And he's saying we so focused on everything else that we're creating that nothing else can distract us. And people say that success is the byproduct of hard work. So let me ask you another question because you just uh, you got me flowing now. My next question is this then. What do you do when you're faced with temptation? For example, when we were talking earlier before we started the podcast about me going out every Friday and wanting to hit the gym and what you say to me. So like, how do you resist temptation and keep yourself focused on that goal? How do you personally resist temptation? When I think about temptation, it's... temptation to not no, want no, to no, do no, the no, stuff. No, 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 I know, I know, but here, it's um thinking about the future. Okay. So I I I start thinking. I have that forward thinking, and I'm thinking about the future. So so when I'm faced with temptation and not going to the gym and, or not waking up early, and I want to stay in bed, mm-hmm. like little temptations like that. You have to defeat the little ones and you have to because it, it builds confidence mm. that you're willing that you can handle temptation. But I'm married and they're finer women, you know, physically more attractive women than my wife. That doesn't I'm not going to go chase them. I have my wife like she's the sexiest person, but I'm also a realist to say, like, <laughs> these, other you know, there's other attractive women, but this is my woman. This is who I love. And. You know, I might see somebody who's physically looks better and I'm not going to chase that, you know, follow that temptation because I'm thinking about my marriage and I love my wife and I'm going to move towards that. So I'm going to jump in again because Jose, it seems as if he already knew where I was going. So when I um, if y'all listen to the previous segments and if you haven't, you better stop and listen to them because it all connects. It's funny because I was talking about temptation and the Matrix and how Neo, the one was distracted by that pretty woman in the red dress and that relates to goals the closer you get to the goal the closer temptation is going to come to throw you off it's going to say oh look at this shiny new penny but you're not chasing pennies dude you're chasing goals you're chasing dreams so don't be distracted by the temporary the transient the bullshit the fleeting stay focused the complacency bro the complacency kills you kills bro complete like you know being in the military that they drill that to you like Complacency will get you killed in the battlefield. Holla. And out here, you get complacent. Like, I have a, a job that I grew up saying, like, this this kind of job is the must-have. You'll be good. You'll be comfortable. Mm-hmm. you get money. And I got into a place where I'm comfortable. But that's the temptation is, like, that comfortableness is also a distraction. 
to the, the bigger goal my and to the greatness that I'm trying to build. 100%. So if you don't know about Jose, he's a physical ed educator in pursuit of becoming a licensed principal. We're on the same conventional path, and then we're also on the same spiritual path. And I think that's why we, re we keep reconnecting. It's funny, but it's true. So... We're both comfortable. We both make decent money. We both enjoy what we do. But at the same time, I think we want something bigger. So let me ask you a question. What's your purpose? What are you out here doing? And what inspires you to keep shining when the temptation comes? All the people that I haven't helped. So I, I helped. I comfortably can say I have helped thousands of people. Whether I know it or I, or I don't know them. And just thinking about my experience and where I've gotten, there's people out there that need to hear this story, that need to hear my story. And it's not, and it's bigger than just me. I'm not chasing fame. I genuinely wanna help people. And I wanna use my experience as their example. God bless. So. Once again, we, re we reunite in this idea of it's bigger than us. Um, and I've said that before, do not follow results. You are looking for progress, daily progress, disciplined, chipping away at the mountain. If you're chasing this mountain thinking you're gonna get it in one day, quit now because you're not. And I don't mean to be you know, disheartening, but I don't wanna give y'all an illusion. He is a realist. I'm pretty optimistic, but at the same time, I'm real. So if, if you think this shit's gonna happen overnight, it's not, it's taken us well, a little less than a year to even start the podcast, a little less than a year to really get some momentum going. And I tell people, who are you doing it for? Are you doing it for the reward or are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it for a bigger calling? And I think that's why we keep reuniting because we really are trying to inspire. So just to wrap it up, Jose, can you give us a little bit about your past and kind of tell us how, what led you to this point right here, sitting on this couch at 123 on Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> You got like 10 hours, bro. <laughs> give give, us, hard give to, us the short version. Yo, bro, like, you know, I was living in Puerto Rico with my grandmother. And all of a sudden, I'm coming to New York City, you know, pre-K. And I'm being dropped off to a woman who's, hey, this is your mother. And then from there, we go into a shelter. And then from there, we're going, you know, almost over a year. Then we're going to Washington Heights, to the hood, you know on public assistance and then growing up dealing with everything that's there and it the traumatic and just that hood like that raw hood experience like in the ghetto mm -hmm. with a hood mindset and a poor mindset and a survival mindset and then just growing up and then then there you go little broseph is out in the streets and all of a sudden i'm doing bad things i'm getting arrested you know, I'm having emotional and mental issues, bro. I'm contemplating suicide. I'm about to commit suicide. I, I got to go to court. I got PO officers, bro. Like, I'm in high school getting arrested inside the building in high school. Walk, you know, getting pushed out in handcuffs. Can't even play sports because of, of failing classes and not showing up to school. And then... So what changed yeah. though? What was the inspire? Sorry to just cut you yeah, off. Yeah, go ahead, what, bro. What, what inspired that? Like, yo, I'm not doing this shit no more, dude. dude I'm not I hit my like lowest. This. I hit my lowest. I literally hit my lowest. I was, you know, eight, 18, bro. And I was working. Yeah, I was 18 working security. Mm -hmm. And it was overnight. 
and I hit my lowest, bro. Like again, contemplating suicide, and I, the garbage outside is worth more than me. That's Oof. being tossed out while I'm there working, looking at it being tossed out. Like, Preach, bro. and then I had to make a tough move, and then, and I always was attracted to you know being SWAT, and I wanted to be ESU, you know, and then I had dropped, you know, I had dropped out of college, mm. so I said I'm going in the military, and that was like. That was a Hail Mary, and that was, you know, it, could, it was a, a Hail Mary, a suicide mission. It was, I'm going to risk it all to get something out of it. If I die, I die. Like, it's, it was way better than just being out here. Like, I hit my lowest. I would have never thought I could get this low, and I just, life just took me there. And I said, you know what, I'm doing it. So, and then when I went into the military, bro, I chose one of the most... I chose one of the most dangerous jobs, bro. I was a combat engineer, bro. And they made the joke that a combat engineer, which is a 12 Bravo, their lifespan in the battlefield is 12 seconds, bro. 12 seconds? 12 seconds. That was the joke because we was out there looking for bombs. And I got trained to do everything, bro, and I did not go nowhere. What do you mean you didn't go? I didn't go overseas, bro. Why? My unit didn't go. So you were saying you're blessed with the opportunity to stay here on this planet? I, was not, I, w- I wouldn't say blessed. It was the higher power had a plan for me, bro. Woo. And, they, and it wasn't everything that I have experienced throughout my whole life. They literally gave me three years. Obviously, I did what I had to do for the military, but I was, I was, I had me. I was all alone, you know, meeting new people, obviously being me, but I had me. And now I'm looking at me and it was me versus me Holla. for these for these um three and a half years it was me versus me what a you know still experiencing the military and all the skills and everything that they taught me and all of a sudden you know i got my mindset right mm. you know i started like focusing on me and seeing everything that i was doing wrong everything that i was being taught wrong and then the military just was that transition that mindset transition transition to be like okay now it's it's time for me to to make shit happen for myself and then and it's ironically like a like you know like a damn drug addict like i'm not you know not now that i'm doing drugs but like a freaking drug addict relapsing mm-hmm. it's me getting out of the military me coming back home you know like i t- you know I, I said before if you follow me i come out of the military you know february you know april i think it was that spring break april I was in handcuffs because they raided the house because it was, you know, selling drugs at the house. So I'm back in the predicament and I had to leave that just like I left the hood. Let me jump in. I have to. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. I have to in this one. So Jose is saying a lot of interesting things and we got we to gotta spin it from the spiritual so that you guys understand what's really happening. My man is saying he hit his low. He learned self-love. He learned that I am the one that has to change my life. I am the author and the captain of this fucking ship. He got tired of the bullshit, but listen to the funny shit. Excuse my language. When he comes back in April, if you're really listening, he's trying to tell you, don't bring yourself back to the environment which puts you in a poisonous environment in the first place. Make the changes. If you want to, it's like, God forbid you're a crackhead. Would you really go back to the crack house? No. So be smart enough if you really want to change not to go back into toxic environments. And toxic doesn't just mean the crib. It could be the state of mind. It could be the people you're around. It could be the environment. They keep saying separation creates elevation for a reason. I'd rather you be lonely than misguided. Just to wrap it up, Jose, 
because we did say 10 minutes, but you know, you got some fire to drop. <laughs> My last question to you, is there anything that you want to add or sum up? Definitely have them follow you for sure, but any last thoughts about yourself or about this mission we on? Listen, man, you got to find your greatness. You got to find your purpose and you have to find it in all kinds of level. You know, my boy Mindful Whisper speaks on the spiritual, but I will tell you, you need to find it physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You got to find your greatness. And they all have to be aligned. I appreciate that. So to wrap that up, be whole. Make sure you align all aspects of yourself. You are a multifarious unicorn. Look that shit up if you don't know what it means. God is good. We appreciate you listening. Stay tuned. The Big Brosif on Instagram. I'm going to tag him. Uh, make sure you follow because we're making monster moves. Support us now before we blow up, all right? And even after we blow up, you can support us, but the price will go up. Jose, any last thoughts? <laughs> Yo, greatness cannot be stopped, bro. Holla. Mindful Wizards out. The Big Brosif is out. Thanks for listening.